Welcome everybody to another episode of In the Love Podcast. My name is Alan. I'm the bro host. And this is episode number one. I'm gonna just start all over again. A lot of things have changed and I'm just really it's time for a new chapter. I've started this podcast three years ago. October of 2019 is when the first episode aired. At the time, I specifically remember I was in a one-bedroom apartment, and I had the small. We had the smallest table, and that's when I recorded the first episode. And from there, things just got a little bit better. So. It started off ultimately as a way for me to just speak my mind on the things that I knew, the things that I know, right? Uh, over the past 20 years, really, I've acquired a bunch of experiences, some of them willingly, some of them unwillingly, everything from, you know, just my past being born in Mexico and, and coming to America at the age of 12 and having to, having had to adapt to the new type of life and then you know, joining the military and doing my time and serving our country and eventually moving on into starting something from nothing and developing the skills necessary to be able to sustain a lifestyle that met the things that I wanted to do. I, when I sit here and reflect on how I first started recording these podcasts and what was the overall message and the idea. It was a lot of more self-talk than it was really a message because during the time, I wasn't really in a place where I was necessarily proud of, but I knew that I had acquired some lessons in life and, and maybe it was an opportunity for me to just reflect a bit on the lessons that I had learned and to be able to put them into a contextual message because there is, I think that there is a benefit into just learning from those that experience the things that we're experiencing. So when I first started podcasting the message of the podcast wasn't necessarily clear on anything i was just sharing my experiences the things that i had experienced in life you know and at the time i was in a in a cool spot you know um i i, I had a, a real estate business which i'm no longer really uh, doing. I wasn't as openly about my cannabis use at the time. I don't even think I was really consuming cannabis back then as much as, you know, as open as I am now. I knew, I knew that I, at the time I had a corporate job and um, there was just a lot of things that weren't necessarily what I really wanted to be doing. So as of now, or Recently, as of recent months, recent years, I have been spending my time doing exactly what I want to be doing. And I think that is warranted to just kind of reconnect with some of the beginning, the my initial um, forms and means of communication that really helped me build out my life, right? So at the time in 2019, I mean, this is pre-pandemic, right? Like, and I had my... My current corporate job, or not my current job, but <laughs> I had this corporate job that was, 
I don't want to say that it was toxic. Um, it just was something that I had to do. I had to experience it. I learned so much from that, those posi- that position that I was in at the time. And, and um, I took a lot of those lessons with me. I, I learned a lot about the, I, I was, because of the condition that I was in or the type of environment that I was in, it was a combination of corporate America and like military shit. So that taught me a lot on just similarities and the back and forth of is the military good or not, right? Like, or do you learn applicable skills outside of the military or not? I got an opportunity to see some very high-level leadership do some things that were somewhat non-conventional that I believed, right? And I got to see the human element of these high leadership positions, right? Uh, that taught me so much about management. It taught me so much about building a team and and just what the standard was to be able to perform at a higher level. So at the time, I didn't really know what I was learning, but I was so convinced that it was my opportunity to take information and experience as many things as possible. So back then, 2019, it was just a place where I was doing a lot. I was, you know, working on my real estate business. I was doing this podcast probably twice a week or so. And I was also working full time. Like I was, I'm still married. And (laughs) I was just very lost, right? But I was doing so much that I didn't really feel like I was lost. I feel like I was just running out of time. So I really had to figure out how to maximize my opportunities. And if you go back to some of the earlier, earlier episodes, the audio is a lot different, right? And the audio is a lot shittier and because it was just me. It was just me and some shitty headphones or me and I, I used Bluetooth headphones for a while because I was using my phone to record. So it didn't really come out as clean. I, for a while there, I would record in my car, sometimes driving, sometimes parked. It, it really depended on what was going on that day at the time. A lot of times I would just rant on my way to the gym and just discuss some of the things that were going on, some of the techniques that I was trying to implement to be able to sustain my current habits. Uh, Believe it or not, people that are in the military aren't all in shape, okay? So the fact that I was in shape wasn't a product of the military. It was a product of just self-hate and fucking me not thinking that I was good enough and stuff. So that... That state, um, it tur- it evolved into something else, and I'll get to that here in a, little, in a little bit. But I do specifically remember just the audio being so bad because I was just, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just starting. I was just doing, and that's one of the things that I've luckily adopted for many many years now. Is just I just always done. I've always just done shit. I don't really think too much into things. I just do, and you know, some people want to uh plan enjoy planning that's something that i'm not really this it's not my strong suit to be completely honest i don't really uh 
spend a lot of time or back then I didn't spend a lot of time planning. Now it's a little bit different. I'm in a different place. Um, I The podcast went from me just recording my car, me just utilizing my phone to eventually investing in just better audio equipment. But again, I was it was just a very big learning experience. Like I didn't really have the equipment that I have now. I didn't have the office that I have now. I didn't have the space that I have now. As even though we moved here, even though I evolved and or we evolved, I should say not, not me, just we evolved, me and Gabby, my wife, we evolved. I moved, we, I moved to this place and I wasn't using a mixer, right? I wasn't using a Apex board. I wasn't using just the, this high level equipment. Like I wasn't using a 4K camera. I wasn't using, um, I don't even think I was really using legit audio equipment or legit cameras i was just i bought an i bought a uh i bought a usb microphone and that's what i was using for a while i tried to do uh just invest in some of these better audio or microphones that would just plug into just the regular mic like you know like a headset with the built-in mic that didn't really work out i didn't really think but it did look kind of cool i tried you know having when i started to have guests you know i tried to i tried to do two usb mics and it wasn't really working out i like to have the feedback in the ear i think it really in like you really get to experience fully the level like when when you have a guest when i had a guest on it was very convenient to be able to get the feedback. I don't know. It just feel a lot more connected. If you haven't had the opportunity to utilize or be involved in a podcast, it's a experience like no other. However, when I, in 2020, I started doing a lot of soul searching and I started to question what the fuck am I doing? How am I spending my time? And is this going to be the path that I'm going to take uh, forever. And I couldn't really answer that, you know? I couldn't really figure it out, but I just kept on doing shit. I kept on trying. I kept on evolving. I kept on aiming to perfect, aiming to create progress, aiming to sustain momentum. And that gave me the opportunity to try new things. And you know, I'm going to stick to to just more or less talk about podcasting, but <laughs> I went ahead and invested in just better quality equipment. I started looking into different techniques. I started writing a lot more, something that I couldn't believe that I was actually doing just because my background and just me coming from a different country and me not really understanding the language or me only understanding the language, but not very being very proficient at it. I had to really get into the habit of being confident and believing in the shit that I'm saying. So in 2020, maybe it was 2019, I don't remember exactly when, but I did go to and participate in this public speaking group that really helped me out. It helped me remove filler words or at least understand how to remove filler words, which is something that has made me feel very confident in my ability to sit here and just fucking talk. For example, it's been 10 minutes and I've just been going nonstop. It's great. I think that it's somewhat of skill, right? 
fast forward to, um, oh shit, dude. I just realized that I did the math, uh, somewhat incorrect because even though I started in 2019 is now 2022. So technically it's what, four years, right? Um, 19, 20, 21, 22. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I am okay. Uh, so yeah, so it's been three years. So in 2021, so last year, I started to think about, okay, so how can I really, really make this into something better? How do I turn my podcasting into something that is legit, right? I had a partner at the time, and... I was trying to come up with a different way to improve podcasting. So we invested in some equipment. Like uh, I have a, I invested in my, in my first soundboard. I was looking at equipment and it was fucking expensive, but had to buy the bullet, you know, and we went ahead and, and bought our first soundboard or first set of mics. Shortly after that, I got a dog and my dog destroyed like, a few of the expensive microphones and a few of the expensive cameras because I did buy cameras as well. It was just a fucking shit show, to be completely honest. And but I, I just continue to evolve, continue to evolve, continue to improve, continue to aim for perfection or aim for progress. And even though that wasn't necessarily the biggest factor and what actually happened, it still kept me going. And I just. I enjoyed it. Like, I love doing this. I love podcasting. I think it's cool. So that's really how it started. Now we have the PowerPod, which is the media company that I have that I co-founded. And we still produce podcasts, but it's at a different level now. I, I am I'm not alone anymore. I have a team now, so it's cool. But one of the things that was interesting and that I don't necessarily know how much have I really talked about is this new state of Nirvana. And the state of Nirvana is basically, my understanding of it is where you're in this like limbo state where you know nothing and everything at the same time, kind of, um, but is really a state of peace right? This came to me because of my fucking 10 years of grinding my dick off. So me just working extremely hard and working extremely hard, but doing the things that I just had to do to facilitate my ability to not have to report to an employer on a daily basis. And, you know, this couldn't have been done without the support of my wife, which is fucking dope but it gave me this ability to lose completely lose my purpose and what i mean by losing my purpose is that i wasn't fucking needed i wasn't needed anywhere i wasn't needed to do anything i nobody needed me right and even though i had value to provide and there was skills that i could deploy I just didn't want to do it for money. Me doing something for money was something that I just couldn't get behind anymore because I sacrificed so much for money specifically. And the return on investment was just not 
what I thought it was going to be. So I spent the last 10 years, right, trying to buy all of my time back. This is something that I, I don't really know how the fuck I started doing this, but I heard this quote by M.I. Led a while back that said, there's a certain, this specific type of people, the majority of people trade time for money. And rich people trade skills for money, but wealthy people create time. And I was like, what the fuck? So they were talking about buying a private jet and just how buying a jet could get you because you could do things in a private jet that you can't do in just by traveling, right? So for example, you could you could travel across the country in a couple of hours. Uh, you don't really have to deal with the airport and you have a lot more freedom while you're in the air, which means that you can get more out of the flight, right? So... For example, having a meeting with someone, you could tell them to get on your plane and then you could both travel and then have this media and discuss and agree and blah, 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 blah. That's something that, you know, the majority of people don't really get to experience, but it's something that we can all learn from, right? Just thinking from the concept of something like fitness, and this is like my, I love fitness. And most most people know this about me, but I fucking love fitness. But thinking in terms of if I want to go and exercise in a gym setting, right? Because that's what I enjoy to do. I am spending an average of 45 minutes to an hour to get to and from the gym. And when I say this to and from, you're like, oh, well, like my gym is not 30 minutes away. But this is what I mean. Like when you start analyzing and auditing your whole fucking time, you can start identifying how much time did this actually take you to leave your house. And, you know, I don't want to sit here and tell you that you have to time yourself. But at least for me. I realized that if I want to go to the gym, it takes me an average of like 10 minutes, 10-ish minutes to leave the house because I have to get dressed a specific way. Not that I'm like not dressed already, but you know, for example, like I like to wear specific types of clothes or sorry, specific types of shoes, right? So like I have to get the shoes and put them on and and then I drink supplements. I love taking supplements. Um, so making the fucking pre-workout or the dirt, like if, if I'm going to be doing cardio, I'll sip on, I like to sip on BCAAs. So getting that together and, and just, I don't know, man, just getting your shit ready to go to the gym, it just takes time, right? And then driving, parking, then walking to the gym, and then you get started, right? So like, analyzing all these things made me realize, okay, so I'm spending an average of an hour, you know, to and from the gym. How do I eliminate that? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to spend this time? Okay, well, number one, I want to go to the gym, right? It's my, like what I enjoy to do, like this, I want to be able to do this on a daily basis. So I started to think, okay, so if I, if, how can I get that hour back, right? And you know, the one thing that you can start implementing, everybody can implement this, is the, the amount of time that I was spending driving, like, I always try to get the most out of it. So I will listen to, like, an audiobook or a podcast, watch an interview or something that I was going to essentially turn that time that I was sitting as non-wasted, but actually learn it, right? That's the first thing. The second thing, so that gives you, 
it, it, at least it gives you something back, right? Like the amount of time that you spend driving somewhere, you at least learn something. So you are not just, I guess, getting like uh, leaving empty-handed or coming back empty-handed. So that that's like the first thing that I started implementing. But ideally, what I realized was, okay, so I, th- this is only true, right? Like I only need to spend an average of an hour a day going to and from the gym because I don't have, it's not closer, right? Like it's not, in my house. So if I had a gym at home, um, everything will be different, right? Cause I wouldn't have to get ready. I wouldn't have to prep to go to the gym. I could just work out. I, I don't have to do shit if I don't want to, which made me then realize if I wanted to be able to afford a gym in my house, there's a lot of things that have to happen that need to be in place, right? For example, you need to have the space, what I mean by having the space, some people like to or, or put their garage or their gym, their home gym in their garage. That's perfectly fine. Personally, I didn't I didn't really think about it too too much, but I didn't want to do it in the garage because I wanted to be able to park our cars there. I wanted us to use the garage for what they were for, not for storage or not for the gym. Mind you, I live in Arizona, and I know some people that have there are they have a home gym or or have like some type of workout equipment in their home but they have it in their garage and this is what i found very interesting is the people that have it in their garage are limited by the weather because there is a large portion of the year that the weather is significantly uncomfortable aka is fucking hot here so a lot of people yeah you could say that you could push through it, blah, 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 and, like, it doesn't matter, but I'm telling you that the level of discomfort that you experience from weather does definitely have an influence on your ability to pursue and do shit that you don't already want to be doing. So if, for example, the gym was in my garage and it was fucking hot or fucking cold, I wouldn't want to be using it. Like, I wouldn't want to go. I wouldn't want to go work, go work out. So I wanted to have the room. I wanted to have the gym in the house. So that's, you know, the first thing. Well, the second thing is, you have to be able to afford a gym. So I don't know if you've ever looked at different equip like types of equipment for the gym or whatever, but that shit adds up and it's expensive. It's not cheap, right? For example, a squat rack could run you anywhere from three to a thousand, right? Depending on what you have to buy the, the weights. So wait, the weight is expensive. Barbells are expensive. Accessories like, and then you have to choose, you have to be tactical because, well, I mean, you, I wasn't going to buy a fucking warehouse, right? We're going to buy a house. So we're looking for a house that had this certain things in place. And it really made me realize just, okay, so these are some of the things that I have to do. What what I have to be able to do in order for those things to be true, right? So I have to have the money to be able to afford the things that I want to put in place to facilitate the amount of time. So it took me a long time to be able to buy all of that time back and not have to spend an hour-ish a day prepping to and from the gym, right? So that was very interesting, and that's something that I've try i've tried to take it and develop it in different areas of life so i think that me getting to that conclusion like i said it came from my lab but it really came from just it gave me an insight to okay so this is an investment like i need to invest in my ability to spend my time which 
when I, you know, like stopped working and everything and I was just kind of useless, it just, <laughs> I experienced that again, but I experienced it at a different level, right? And because, you know, when I was broke, the, yeah, even though I wanted, like, I wanted the money, right? Like, I wanted to make more money uh, because I was experiencing a lack. And the lack was obviously financial. But um, it made me think through, okay, so what happens when I get the money? Like, what do you do then, right? Like, okay, so you have the money, now what? What I didn't really think about was the time. So because I bought all of my time back, and there was no need for me to put any effort towards creating money to facilitate anything, then I had nothing to fucking do. And it really made me think about, or I had to go through this, and it's like, okay, so if I had no responsibilities in the world, what the fuck would I be doing, right? I had to really think about all the areas in which not all the areas, but I had to really sit and think about <laughs> what am I going to do for the rest of my life, right? Because if you think of it, you work to get your time back, right? Like when you retire, because you could do whatever you want. But then if you don't know what that is, then you go fucking crazy. So for me, I, at the age of, I think it was 29 when this happened, I was like, fuck, man. Like, what am I going to do with all of my time? And when I mean all of my time, I mean all of my time forever until I fucking die. Because it's not like, oh, I have two weeks off or, oh, I have a month off. No, it's what am I like? What do I want to do? Right. And then the want has prerequisites on the things that, OK, so there is no am I allowed to or am I not allowed to is literally like, am I willing to do what it takes to achieve X, Y and Z? Right. And this is a number of ways like it is not necessarily a transactional concept, but I'll tell you or I'll share with you something that it was interesting. Right. Uh, if I wanted to go visit someone somewhere in a different state, well, I mean, I had two options. Right. Like I could fly or drive and having to sit here and think like, OK, so I technically have the time to drive. But what it, what do I want? Like, how do I want to experience this next thing moving forward? Do I want to put up with traffic? Do I want to um, put up with being in the car for fucking nine hours? Like, do I want to put up with all this? Or do, we, do I want to take the, the one with the most comfort, right? Where, like, the least amount of resistance. And, you know... Thinking through these things or, or thinking about what did I want to do versus what I didn't want to do, it again, it gave me just a different method of thinking. And I realized that I was, okay, so this is going to something that's going to be going on forever, right? And it made me also realize that if, as I started to think differently and want to accomplish and see and experience bigger and quote unquote better, right? Things was like, okay, so these, these are things that are related to money, 
right? So money is what's is like take fun coupons that I need to be able to experience X, Y, and Z. So I had to really sit here and figure, and this is where you know cannabis really helped me out was to just more or less analyzing. Okay, so what is it like? What do I consider something that's worth it? Like, what is something that's valuable to me? And what does value mean to me as an individual? Not what's perceived as valuable, but what do I fucking value? And, you know, it really made me fucking think about all this shit. Like, I had no, and this is, in my opinion, this is why a lot of people get depressed, is because the purpose is gone. Like, your purpose is completely destroyed because you don't need to make money anymore, right? And not needing to make money means that well you're not needed unless you're doing something that you want to be doing and that want to be doing a lot of times like i said is contingent on you having the ability to trade the fund coupons to to do it right so for example this podcast and equipment i want to be doing podcasting well guess what like the equipment is expensive right so am i willing to do what i have to do in order to make the exchange to it receive the equipment to be able to do the things that i want to do yes or no and it's in a way, very, very simple. But I realized that thinking about this, these yes or no questions, it you more than not, or at least for me, I would just be like, well, I don't want to do that because I don't want to do put any effort towards achieving something that I don't have at the moment. And because I don't have it, that means that I have to go get it. And because I have to go get it, that means I have to put an effort towards getting it. And I don't necessarily need it. And because I don't need it, then there's no real necessity so then the effort that's required in order for me to achieve it is a level of effort that i just don't want to use because i don't have to like i know that i don't have to so i don't want to right again good and bad good because it's a new level of experience is something that you know i wanted to experience for a long time and it's something that i thought about consistently and i want to get to this point where i get to choose to, like what i do and what not what what do i have to do or like I didn't want to have to do anything, right? I just didn't want to have to do shit. Well, I got to that point. And, dude, it was fucking scary. It was scary because, like, I can only work out for so long. You know what I mean? Like, my wife, she has her life and pursuing her thing. So it left me sitting here with fucking twiddling my thumbs. Like, okay, so I can only work out for so long. Right. But then it's like, what am I working out for? Yeah. Health, wealth. OK, so where is this taking you? Right. And that is when, like, I started really digging deep and figuring out, OK, so I have to. And this will be a while to get to, by the way, but I have to get to a point where I am doing like I have to figure out what I want to be doing. But like what I like to do, what I enjoy doing, like what outcomes do I want to experience or and not necessarily the outcome because the outcome could always be achieved. But the outcome is actually the action. So I had to really reframe the way that I would look at a bunch of things to be able to see the value in doing the things, not necessarily getting the result, but doing the things that got the result. Right. For example, doing this podcast, I, yes, there's benefits, there's financial benefits, there's also, also ego benefits, and there's a lot of help that comes from people that listen to this podcast, right? I get a lot of feedback, and it's positive, and there's some negatives, whatever, but I don't do it for the, fee like, I don't do it for the feedback, I don't do it for the money, I don't do it for the views, 
I do it because I enjoy setting it up. I enjoy thinking about it. I enjoy talking to the mic. I enjoy, you know, I actually, I actually like in like uh, smoking weed and doing the podcast. I think it's super dope. But that's my personal belief. That's what I enjoy doing. Not what anybody has to do. It's not what's right or it's not what's wrong. It's not what society wants. It doesn't fucking matter, right? So I came to that conclusion thanks to cannabis. And <coughs> the, the plant <coughs> taught me how to <coughs> think through the problems and and think actions results and what happens after right so i started really to consider okay so things i, I there's a deficit if i identify a deficit in life then I get presented immediately with the choice of do I want to fill the deficit or do I want to fill the void or do I or am I going to accept it? And again, it took me a long time to come to terms with the fact that I'm OK with certain voids. Right. And the voids are only made up like they're, they're only true if you believe them to be true. For example, I <laughs> like if you start telling like talking about the things that you don't have, right? Like I I don't have um like I, I don't have a bear, right? Like I don't have one. And I could sit here and just discuss about like the thing all the shit that I don't have and 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 just list all the things that I don't own or I don't have an experience or I just or I haven't done and I could go on or I could not even think about that shit and then just look at the things or do the shit or do the things that are in front of me or spend time with my dog. And it's like, well, I'm busy. Like, that's something that I, I genuinely understand now that you could be like you, being busy is a choice because to an extent. Right. But I've realized that I, I'm now right like now i don't have to do anything like i don't have to i don't have to do this podcast right but in order for me to do this podcast well there's a lot of things that go into it like the planning like the getting the room ready the lighting setting up the equipment the post-production right like the ideas that come prior to all that is work essentially or i mean whatever the fuck you want to call it but their actions they have to they have to be accomplished in order for the things to take fruition. And I really have to choose if I want to do that or not. So I think that if you look at things like, oh, do I want to choose? Do I have to do it or do I not have to do it? It really gives you the sense of meaningless because it really like once you think about it, it doesn't fucking matter if you do it or not. So just doing it or choosing to experience the doing it's really what's been rewarding because it's how you spend your time, right? Like you get to a point where you have nothing else to do because, you know, the societal problems are fixed, temporarily fixed, or they're gone, or you realize that these things are no longer true for you. Then what the fuck are you going to do, right? And this is what we're all after. This is what I think is fucking crazy. So like 
you know, you want to retire at 65, people that want to like aim to retire when they're older, like all that's great. But then what are you going to do? Like, so you're going to get all that time back, right? You're going to get 24 hours a day. How are you going to spend it? How, what is, what are the activities that, that you're going to be doing when you're 60? Like what, for, number one, what's your body going to look like? Like what conditions is your body going to be with your, your health when you're 65? And what are you going to be doing while like when you really not going to have anything to do? And at that point it's like, well, like, are you waiting to die or are you going to take advantage of the time and use it appropriately? But then what, you're going to go back to work? Like it's, it's really this super weird concept. So for me, what I found through, you know, this like very deep levels of meditation and uh, smoking weed and writing a lot of th these things out, I determined that like you really have to pick something that you want to do, but it's not about, it can't be about the money. And, but also you can't be, ignorant and say that money doesn't matter right because we live in an economic like we're in, a, in a, an economic game we have like everything costs money so yeah it it's important however if you only do it for that then you're gonna get it and then what are you gonna achieve these things and then what what's gonna come next what like you get all the money in the world <laughs> Or you get enough to pay all your bills and you no longer need to go to work to pay the bills. So then what are you going to do? How are you going to spend your time? So that's what really cannabis kind of enlightened me and made me realize is that, well, I have to choose how I want to spend my time for the rest of my life and how, what I want to build. And that's why, you know, I started investing in other areas. I started investing in other ways. That's what's been a lot of fun. Um. Lastly, the last thing I want to talk about is just this unbelievable love that I have for fitness. And this unbelievable love for fitness came actually from smoking weed. Well, no, it didn't come from smoking weed. But I had a love for fitness prior, but it was linked 100% to my insecurities as an individual. I thought that I was fat. I thought that I was, you know, weak looking, which were all true, by the way. I thought that I didn't have any confidence, which I didn't. I thought that I didn't have any pride in myself, which I didn't. And I wanted to change it. So I took I tried taking responsibility by going to the gym. And that's what I did. And then I realized that I had to change my eating. And then blah, 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 blah. Now, I was in the military, so access to the gym was always, or me spending time at the gym was somewhat encouraged and somewhat validated. However... To a certain extent, right? Because we did have to maintain a physical standard, which was mainly more cardiovascular, right? So you had to be able to run, do push-ups, sit-ups, and shit. And that that was fine. So that's why it was the, the like, my addiction to the gym was uh, looked at as, it was accepted because I was in the military. But then when I got out, it was, I realized how, useless by society's standards being in shape is and there is a significant there's a significant lack of the desire to be jacked that i experienced when i was in the military because what i would see was people that would 
even though it may not have been consistently obsessed with the gym like I was, they will still come and go, right? Because, you know, you have a fitness assessment to complete. So even though the gym may not be like your top priority all year, sometimes like maybe a couple of months prior or um, prior to your fitness assessment, the habits of the gym come around and then you try to stick to them or whatever. But so I saw a lot of that. But then when I, when I got out, I was like, well, nobody gives a fuck. Like nobody cares if you're in shape or not. They're like there's no reprimand reprimandation or there is no negative consequences with being out of shape right like supposedly and that's just like by society like you're not going to lose whatever because you didn't go to the gym or because you don't work out so i was like man so then I, I, that's when i started i stopped uh kind of being as obsessive with the gym and i started focusing on other areas i started focusing on just personal development but it was more geared towards a business specifically like i wanted to level up my business games and shit and not that i left the gym but i definitely let myself go i started eating just not as um, consistent and i started introducing a lot of fast food like a lot more fast food and, you know, I stopped fucking cooking. Like, we stopped cooking. So, it, it really, I, I completely lost my love for fitness. Like, I was just doing it out of habit at this point. And even though I was consistent, I mean, I had, dude, I was, like, pelotoning and I was doing other shit. Like, I wasn't really in the gym, like, trying to build the physique of or anything. I was just gymming it up because, like I said, it was habit. But I was eating very poorly, so my body didn't even look like I... I don't want to say they didn't look like work out. I just wasn't fat. Like, that's really it. So it wasn't until, you know, the country shut down and we had all this time. On top of that, I had reached this point where, like, there was no need, you know, for me to do much to keep the things that I had. Or, like, I, I just didn't see what me putting myself through hell again, like, the rewards of that. So, I kind of just lost myself in fitness, and not in fitness, but like in just the meaning, right? I was eating whatever I wanted and whatever I wanted, like ordering whatever, you know, eating ice creams and all kinds of like really good shit. And um, I got to a point where through, I think I was like meditating or I don't fucking know. I was like, dude, like I am so ashamed of my body that it's subconsciously, making me self-sabotage myself and it made me also realize that I knew the level of potential that I had and I was leaving it on the table I was allowing circumstances that were outside of my control to dictate what my healthy habits were going to look like I started to justify and and you know like gather information on how do I justify my inability to remain consistent in the gym or or how do I justify not being so jacked you know and one of the things one of the things that I've you know like thought about for many many years is it's something that helped me stay in the gym and like I said I never really left the gym I just wasn't as obsessed with it but we're really kept me from like not exercising was like it takes the same amount of energy and effort to 
make an excuse to exercise than it does to make an excuse to not exercise. And I started thinking about that. And mind you, I technically have formal training in fitness because I was a personal, like I, I got certified as a personal trainer and I worked at this corporate gym and shit. So I definitely know how to exercise, but okay. So because I know how to exercise and then we, we have our own gym, right? Like we have a gym in the house. I really concluded that I really had no excuse to be out of shape. Like it just didn't exist. You know, because I got to a point where I had bought all of my time back, right? And me buying all my time back and having the option to do whatever the fuck I wanted meant that, in theory, right, I could be super shredded. And if I just ate chicken, broccoli, and rice, like I did for many, many years, if I ate chicken, broccoli, and rice, and I worked out three times a day, and all I did was sleep and just exercise, like, I could, I, I technically, like, that's a possibility for me. Not really something that I <laughs> desire or anything, but the, like, my level of fitness and, and my lack of self-esteem that came from my body image was an excuse that I no longer had. Or just, if I knew, just because I already knew the level of influence that my physique had on my mental health, then it really made me realize, like, face the fact that I was allowing myself to be not huge. You know, I was allowing myself to not have the best body that I could. And it really fucking hurt me, man. Like, it hurt my ego because I got to a point where I was like, fuck, like, I've been working out for 10 years now and it doesn't look like it. And... <laughs> The reason it doesn't look like it is because I've allowed other addictions to dictate my progress and to dictate my results in the gym, right? Like, I struggle with alcohol. I drank a lot of alcohol. I used to smoke cigarettes, you know? Like, I've, I've been, I had been addicted to fast food so or, or junk food in general. So, like, it, it just, those things were just so contradicting to the results that I said that I wanted. And... It's cool to get to be in a place now where I'm looking back and realizing that even though I, you know, like jeopardized my success in fitness, at least <laughs> I experienced that in the time where, you know, I was able to recover from it. And I think that I'm very grateful and thankful that I learned you know how to exercise from like the time i was like 19 to 21 22 I, I, that's all i did i just spent my time like learning and reading and watching youtube videos on how to exercise and x y and z and it, it really also made me realize that because of like knowledge and resources i like i have to well it's a choice right and and because i have the choice like i i have to allow myself to believe that there is no other outcome, that there isn't anything else that I needed to be doing that didn't align with these uh, with these actions that will produce this result. So it was really interesting, and again, I thank weed for this because weed just made me think of all these 
frameworks when it came to fitness just thinking about okay so if if i love exercise and and if i love being you know in the best shape then i need to be loving the shit that gets me to the best shape right like eating the foods and and drinking the things and and getting the sleep and and doing all these additional supporting activities that get those results right because it's all connected so it was it was awesome it was awesome to get to to that that point and i think that I think that supplements, to be completely honest, have played a huge role. And the reason being is because because they're consumable. It's a desire to continue to live this lifestyle, right? And, you know, there's a number of reasons why I think this. Um, and I'll, I'll just go over some of them. But for example financially right if you think about it or this is the way that i looked at it because i didn't always have money but when i was younger and had a limited budget and limited budget meaning because i only had so much money and well not that i did do this but i was prioritizing buying supplements over other things and that (laughs) took away the opportunity for me to buy or spend time doing things that didn't support the lifestyle that I wanted to have. For example, if you spend $200 uh, worth of supplements a month, not that you have to, not that this is the benchmark or anything, but just I'm just throwing a number out there. Say that you spend, you know, 200 bucks a month on subs, like you're probably going to want to get the most out of it if if you're doing it consistently, right? That was the first thing. The second thing was that something like pre-workout or some of these um, draw factor, fat burners, well, they're caffeine. And caffeine, or, or sorry, they're, yeah, they're caffeine, and, and some of them are what you call a stimulant, right? They make, they make you feel something. So this is a thermogenic pre-workout, has uh, beta alanine for the most part, so you feel like the tingly all over your body. And those those stimulants, really, it's almost like they triggered me to perform an activity, right? So when I would take, when I take something like um, draw factor, I, like, I take it and then I'm going to do some cardio, like this is it's it's no longer a question of yes or no. It's I'm going to do some cardio when I drink pre-workouts. I'm going to go lift, right? Like BCAAs or you know whatever. I mean, you, there's a number of supplements you could take. We we have a bunch, but it just those two in particular were the ones that really have the had the biggest impact because well, like. You know, like I said, you buy it, right? Number one. Number two, when you take it, like you have to go and exercise. And I wouldn't really question. Like, I've just been making it a habit. So I only drink water, right? And because I only drink water, I don't want to only drink water. I want to drink something else. So supplements are really what I feel like gives me the opportunity to have some enjoyment with my fluids, but also force me or I guess put myself in the corner where. I don't have to work out, right? But if I don't, it's a bad time. So in order to avoid the bad time, I just go and exercise. And that, you know, 
catapults me to uh, staying on the game train. So it's been definitely, in my opinion, they, they've been very, very helpful. I've been taking the same supplements now for since I was 19 years old. I started taking supplements right out of basic training. I was 18. The first supplement that I ever took was called Jack 3D, which you can no longer get. So I took the original Jack 3D, and from there it was just downhill. I started taking all kinds of stuff, and I've tried a lot of those supplements. I mean, I have, I don't really mess around or try too many new things now because I've been taking Tiger Fit, like Muscle Training Solutions, MTS Nutrition Ways for fucking years. I've been taking Draw Factor for years. I've been taking Clash for a couple of years because it just came out. But I've been using this brand of supplements for fucking ever. And I think that is something to be to note. Because if you look at a lot of these, I don't want to say celebrities, but just maybe fitness influencers or some of the athletes that you see, they promote or they take whoever pays them, right? Like, we'll just talk about one of my favorite bodybuilders, Kai Green. So Kai Green was signed to muscle was it Muscle Mats or Muscle Tech? I can't remember. But he had this. He had this protein powder that it was carnivore. That it was supposed to. It was supposed to be made out of steak. And then he had this other pre workout that was had something to do with like that it was made out of animals. So the idea was that this was like a carnivore protein. Not not sure how serious or I never looked into it, but I did take it. And then Kai Green started taking, or then he, I think he launched his own supplement company, or he might have gone somewhere else for a while. But he launched this company called Dynamic, and I didn't try that pre-workout. But he had like a protein, BCAs, and like a pre-workout, and um, yeah, pre-workout and something else, I think. And then he took... Then from there, he got signed to Redcon 1 and then started just swearing by Redcon 1's products, which they're pretty good. But what I'm saying is that, I mean, he he swore his product was the best when he was when that was going on. And then now he swears by this other product, right? So to be completely honest, I feel like a lot of these athletes only do it for the money, which is okay, right? Like, I mean, this, if that's what you do, why not? I've been taking MTS nutrition products for just because I like if it, I I feel like if it wasn't for the company's involvement with just for overall fitness and for example the the chief marketing officer of uh, Tiger Fitness, which is where they sell. MTS Nutrition or what one of the places where they sell MTS Nutrition. He's also the CEO of MTS Nutrition. Like he's so active and I've met him. I've got the opportunity to meet him a couple of times. But I just I've been keeping up with him for years, right? So I know that there's a reputation component that's associated with these products. And maybe it's because of that, right? That I understand that these products aren't going away, right? Like these products have been on the shelves for a long time and I've been taking them for a long time. They're just part of our everyday diet at this point. 
that's what I think is very interesting, and that's what I think is different versus right some of these, like I said, other athletes that promote or some of the products that get promoted that just leave, and they just shut down. Like Jack 3D, for example, it turns out they it had math in it, and because they had math, well, like the company shut down. I don't even know. I don't remember who makes who made Jack 3D. I know they try to come up, they try to reformulate the product. And it was the complete opposite of the original Jack 3D, and it flopped. It was non-stimulant. It tasted really good. And it was it was in this little cute bottle. So, like, the scoop was really little. But it completely flopped, right? So, there's a lot of products that come and go, that come and go on the market, and the reason there's a reason why they leave, right? Maybe a lot of people aren't buying them. Why? Well, maybe they're shit. That's the first thing. Or number two, they just go out of business because they're they get shut down by authorities or whatever. So MTS hasn't. <laughs> they haven't been shut down. Their their products are, in my opinion, uh formulated very well. And you know who's making like do you do you know who is doing this, right? Like, do you know who's creating these formulas? You know the long term side effects of them because they've been around for a while. So, so that's pretty cool. So that's why I take Muscle Training Solutions. I've been doing it for years. And, yeah, I, I am affiliated with them. Duh. Because I've been taking them for so long. I think that it says probably a lot about the products, the fact that I've been a long-term user, right? And I keep going back. I mean, I got Tiger Fitness shirt right now. And, <laughs> I mean, they send me shirts all the time. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, you can definitely find the links wherever you're listening to this or watching and definitely be sharing those because the products have been around. The products are great. The products are a huge part of my life. And I mean, I'll say once I'll say it again, fitness and everything that I know about life and, and everything that happened came and started in the gym. Like everything, all the success that I've experienced, it wouldn't have been possible in my opinion, if I didn't go to the gym, not saying that it's a prerequisite, but it's something that really, really helped me out. And, and I give all the credit to the gym. And fuck the supplements because they kept me going to the gym. So hope everybody enjoyed this episode of In Love Podcast. I am the bro host, Alan, and I'll catch you on the next one.